Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Changing and the Judiciary Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well, man. How about yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, this is, will be uh, my last weekend of uh, doing Uber Driver. Right, right. So gonna be, miss uh, gonna miss the story, so. Uh, a little bit. I, look, you know what? Here's the thing. Look. And you never never got the camera, so we never had taxi cab confessions. No, never ended up yeah. having that. I, I am going to work on the book, though. Oh, yeah? So yeah. I have a bunch of stories, you know, that I'm going to try to put together in a book, so I am going to work on that. Um, Don't you have like three other books you said you were going to write before that, though? Of course. Of course. <laughs> right. But, um, I, you know, but without doing this now and focusing more on uh, on the company and the warehouse and stuff like that, I think that'll end up being better. Right. So be better for everybody. And again, look, nights are a killer. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like I health wise, I was way healthier before I started doing this than I am right now. So it'll be nice to get back to like structure when it comes to like diet and exercise and things like that and not being you know on the road 13 hours a night and, stuff yeah, like and that. you might occasionally be on time for the show in the yes, future yes yeah. and i might no i definitely want to make sure i have that part of the structure good as well so we'll see what happens tonight and tomorrow night so. yeah yeah you know you never can tell you, you work in any interesting events no there's nothing really going on nothing too big there's probably a lot of christmas parties this weekend though too bad you're gonna lose that tesla though yeah yeah that'll suck but you know it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, what about you? About you? Got any uh, interesting uh, stories? No, nah, I'm like just. That? I'm a pathetic old man. Pathetic <laughs> old man. <laughs> I, I feed the squirrels in my backyard every morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. It's it's just sad. <laughs> However, I will say that uh, this week one of the squirrels came and sat on my foot really yeah oh i've got it yeah i'm getting close to to having them to where you know they'll uh, i'm trying to get them so i can call them and you know have them climb up on my shoulder and stuff like that so you know if i'm if you see me next uh in you know next few weeks and i come in here with a squirrel on my shoulder you know like a parrot like a freaking pirate (laughs) i'm I'm trying to get more in tune with nature you're trying to get one with nature yeah yeah and it seems to be working man you know, as long as you don't put birds any come up to me and tell you you're good. Well, that's my ultimate goal. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why the hell else would you do this sort of thing? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 really cool. It's it's just a, a very peaceful thing. My wife thinks I'm nuts. You know, well, both things can be true at the same time. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, look, it's funny though because you got that beard going right. Right. So you like, yeah. you can really kind of go for a very disheveled look. Right. And you're old. Right. And you're in the backyard, like, like feeding the animals. The only difference between you and the guys that are homeless on the street is the house. Right. Right. And I feel like I'm only probably three to four years away from a cabin in Montana writing my manifesto. So (laughs) mailing out special packages (laughs) to people. So I'm pretty sure that's the trajectory that I'm on. 
Yeah. So, well, we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, Gee, Manetti. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. It is. So. So, but I, I will say this, and again, this we got a lot of time before the new year hits. We still got the month of December. But the other thing I do want to make sure on my end that I do is more to promote the show. Okay. To like try to get more listeners. Why? Well, so more people will hear it. Mm. <laughs> do you care? <laughs> well, if they give us money, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. We do kind of do this thing for money, don't we? So I, I want <laughs> not a lot of money. <laughs> I want to I want to promote the show a little bit more. Matter of fact, we've been we've been talking to somebody else, and or I have been, you yeah. haven't been, but because you know promotion is not really your. Ball. Oh, wait a second. Is this some business thing? That no, we, it's not. Who have you been talking to? You, uh, we talked about it. Already. Oh yeah 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 right right. We right, talked right. about it. Yeah, but so you know, try to try to increase the. The, the footprint of the show, I think that's going to be another another goal in 2024 So basically, well. you're going to spam all your friends on Facebook again, is No, I want to do it a different way than just spamming everybody on <laughs> do Facebook. Do you use Facebook still? Not I, really, I am completely n- gone from social media. So I, here's I do the, no social media. So here's days. the thing. I don't really post a lot on Facebook, per se. Right. I would say I probably read what other people write on Facebook more, but I don't comment. Yeah. I just, I, I kind of, I don't want to get... I don't want to say I don't want to get into it, but like I read what people write and I'm right. just, it, it's stupid. Right. right. And hypocritical and, and you, you name it. Yeah. I haven't been on Facebook and God, I haven't logged on in probably six months. Oh, really? Yeah. So I have no idea. You haven't what, done your, your, your annual or semi, I thought it was semi. I, I was doing it quarterly there for a while, but I, I think I'm even behind schedule on that. Oh, well, you, you know? got to get up on the quarterly. Yeah. And it really, the, the biggest problem is I have no idea what all my ex-girlfriends are doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, uh, it is a shame, though, because I have noticed that not being on social media means that I don't have any updates from a handful of people that I'm really interested in what's going on in their lives, and I'm too fucking lazy to pick up the phone and call them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you have people like that, that you're actually interested in what's going on in their world, but for whatever reason, I think it's one of the I'm hooks. That, I think it's one of the hooks that bring you back eventually. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just because you want to see what's going see what's on. See what's going on with a handful of people, you know. But and you can again, see it easily and quickly. And, and, and these are all people I should probably pick up the phone and call and say, "Hey, how's how's it going? How you been? What's going on?" You know. But I, I just don't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, you're too busy dealing with the squirrels, <laughs> right? I, I mean, <laughs> man's got to have his priorities in life. <laughs> you, I mean, it's funny. Like, I'm I, trying to I fuck would, a squirrel. <laughs> I would. I would talk to you. Right. But I'm too busy in the backyard with this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, I got to set my fantasy football lineup, and, uh, you know, that takes well, time. Oh, and the other thing, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit right here. I'm going to okay. put you on the spot yeah, a little go bit. Go ahead. Yeah. I will say, starting in the new year, though, like maybe on a monthly basis, maybe mm-hmm. you come out and hang out on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do that next year sometime. I'm saying it's starting in 2024. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hold you to that one a little bit more. Right. Like, I'm going to impress upon you the need for you to actually hang out. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's good. You should do that. I'm gonna, and you're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. You know, I, you know. It's funny thing is, I I do actually have a social life, and I do go out quite a bit. Most of it's not by my by choice, though. You're, yeah, you're, it's usually my my wife uh, making me tag along with her somewhere. Yeah, but I always have a good time when I do it. You know, but um, and you know, I got my regular poker game and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. so I, I I actually have a little bit of room for you in my social calendar. Yeah, so, we'll figure something out. Yeah, so I generally actually <laughs> these days I only have like two Fridays a month free. You know, because I've got 
regular scheduled events on two other Fridays. So it, it's actually, yeah, I've got a rather tight social calendar. So just uh, send a notice to my secretary, and she'll see when she can pitch in. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I will call your wife and figure out a time to be able to fit it in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me know how that conversation like, I'll goes. Make, I'll get yeah. that obligation there. She'd be like, why the hell are you calling me? Because he's not, he won't say yes to me. He'll have to say yes to you. <laughs> That's what everybody does. If anyone wants me at some event, they call my wife. They never call me directly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even my family, but my immediate family, they won't call me. They'll say, hey, you know, hey, you and Adrian come. Well, call Adrian. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so apparently, I come by it honestly, not picking up the phone and calling people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, so. you probably don't call them because you don't want to get invited somewhere. No, no. Well, we should hang out. Yeah. You're like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> well, my first response got, is got, always no. I got some squirrel healing to do. <laughs> right? But when I go, I always have a great time. So, you know, it's, it's like I, I kind of- You just don't want to go. I kind of need to be forced out of my laziness, cocoon of laziness. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No, I got you. So. I got you. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, so let's, uh, let's get into something I don't give two shits about, but <laughs> I found one particular aspect of it interesting. Okay. And that is uh, the, I believe it was the last uh, Republican presidential candidate debate. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be the I think it's the last scheduled one right now. Right. There might be one more. I don't know. Which, of course, Trump didn't go to because, you know, well, here's the th- here's what happened. I, I think that I think this year we're going to have a like we get these debates, right? So let's let's hold on, let's give a little bit of an overview of the whole the whole situation. Right. So what we had this year was these the Republicans debated. The front runner showed up to none of them. Right. Right. There were Democrats running for office. There were there were there were some Democrat debates, but none of them were held with any official news organization. Right. And Biden wouldn't go to any of those. They, they had about the same uh, you know attention as a libertarian candidate debate. I would argue <laughs> that if the yeah about the same yeah, yeah about the same. So and the, and the Democrats in the Democratic Party who who talk about democracy right literally did everything that they could do to make sure that Biden was the only person like in Florida they took the only name they put on the ballot was Biden right even though officially there are three other people running right like well did they not qualify for the ballot I don't understand the the rules for this, by right. the way. Yeah. But I guess that within the Democrats and the Republicans in Florida, that the party gets to pick who gets on the ballot. Really? And they were claiming that because we never did. No, it was different. It's different in the. I LP. mean, because we couldn't. Like I, I wanted to keep uh, Augustus Invictus off the Libertarian ballot. You said his name. Yeah, I know. Enough time has passed. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I and and I wasn't able to legally do it. Yeah. You know, well, um, somehow there's rules that they have. So for Florida, they made sure because Marianne Williamson, who's running, has been in the race almost the entire time. She's right. been run a long time. Then you have uh, I forget. There's one congressman that's, that's running. And then Jink Uger from the Young Turks, who actually right. isn't even allowed to run because he was born in another, another country. Oh, he's right. trying to fight that too yeah so like not only are you trying to fight well, to get some to, to do that you'd have to amend the constitution to do that that's they're not arguing happen. that the 17th or he, his argument is some kind of argument that the amendment that allowed everybody to be here or i i, I don't remember the exact argument behind it but well, there's the 17th was income tax so no it wasn't, it wasn't 17th it was um <laughs> 14th maybe 
The fourteenth, yeah, that's. I think it was e- the, equal protection. He's making a Fourteenth right. Amendment argument. No, <laughs> no, that's no, not going to work. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Well, and I, and look, I, and but he, good for him for you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the trying. Democrats had no. They have no debates. Right. No. No officially sanctioned debates by the official party itself, and so Biden is not going to debate anybody. Right. In the general. I don't think there's going to be any debates other than like third party debates. Right. Like, I think you're going to get like RFK, Cornell West, and a libertarian, and like some other Jill Stein. Like, you're going to see debates like that. Right. None of the major news organizations are going to cover it. Well, Biden's- hang on. Hang on. Uh, you got the, uh, the, the what's her name factor now? The, uh, oh, God, what's her name? Cheney, Liz Cheney. Yeah, I don't think she's going to do it though. Yeah, she runs as independent. A little late in the game, especially having the the number one bestseller in America right now. So her book is like the number one on Amazon. Oh my god! Right. So, um, so that could actually possibly create the environment for a a, a televised and and you know uh, third party candidate debate. It's. I mean, it's possible. And I look. Here's the thing. I do. It'll be completely irrelevant in the grand I scheme mean, of things. Yeah, don't get me wrong though. But but because Michelle Obama is still going to be the next president. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but RFK is polling in the twenties right now. Is he really? Yeah, RFK is polling in the twenties. Ah. we haven't. They haven't seen a third party candidate. But he's not on the ballot well. in Florida. Well, no, no, no. He'll be on the ballot in Florida. I thought he was a Democrat. He's running as an independent. Oh, okay. All right, RFK, gotcha. RFK got out of the Dems and is now running as an independent. I did not know that. Yeah, okay. so he's running as an independent, and right now he's he's polling well right again how how well will that be come to the end well, of things every single one of these candidates just pissing in the wind anyway so it's because it's michelle obama you think hey, even regardless i mean rfk has no, no chance liz cheney has no chance we, no third party candidate has just, any chance just for the just for the sake of argument here the mm-hmm. the the two bets we have is the cheney bet not right. cheney but is the uh mike, mike pence, pence bet. right and the which Michelle I have Obama. to concede that I, at this point I've probably lost, but I'm holding out hope on that one. Well, we don't make it an official determination until until the actual general election ballots are printed. Until the actual general election ballots are printed. Uh, yeah, because at that point it's not when they nominate. Um, it's not after the conventions where we officially no, nominate. No, because because still after the official nomination, things can change. Things can change, and I think actually Joe Biden will be the nominee. So on the Democrat side, I think that's the scenario. Biden's going to be the official nominee. He's going to have some kind of health crisis or something like that. He's going to drop out, and the reason that they're doing it that way is so that they don't have to have a primary. Uh, they don't have to tarnish the Biden <laughs> legacy. And uh, they can still appoint a candidate. And it's most likely either going to be Newsom or Michelle Obama. And I, I think that Michelle Obama is a better pick. Now, to help you with that point, mm-hmm. not the Michelle Obama point, but the right. point that you're making up until that point about the replacement point, right. is one of the reasons that, they're, that I've heard that they're, that they're claiming that they're not holding the primaries. They're just announcing that Biden is the nominee. Right. So another candidate later on that says, well, I got votes, so I should be able to be the nominee. Right. Like a, like a Marianne Williamson. Yeah. Like, I think that's why they're doing it. It's to, That's the setup. I, yeah. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no doubt that by the time you go into the voting booth uh, in uh, you know November of next year, Biden's name will not be on that ballot. Yeah. Now, I also will. I also will say as well. Look, depending on the timing on this, if right. it's still Biden, neither will Trumps. By the way, if if it is Biden versus Trump, if it is right again, if the scenario is that, 
I don't think we'll see an actual debate with either one of them on the stage. No, God, no. No. <laughs> like, that is going to be so <laughs> unprecedented it will, in the modern era. It, it, it would actually, it, if that were to happen, I think that it would completely, if that were to happen, the next day you take a poll and America would probably say we should go back to a monarchy. <laughs> you know let's just let's just have a king and go on from here because this whole democracy thing just ain't working <laughs> well look I, I here's the thing though and this is the I, I talked about it a little bit before but i just want to reiterate this point how in the world can the po- political party that talks so much about democracy and all this stuff literally push out all the candidates running in their primary (laughs) and think that they don't look like so much like a hypocrite there is no democracy in this country there hasn't been for a long time but here's the not really yeah but here's the difference though and again not to give the republicans any credit here but at least they're holding a primary like at least that they have candidates that are running look you should know that when a political party tells you about their highest ideals, that is usually the thing that they're going to destroy first. So with the Democrats, it's democracy. Here they are destroying democracy. Um, you know, the, with the Republicans, it's freedom, supposedly. And here they are, uh, you know, putting up nothing but fascists. OK, and we just have an article out. Actually, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and segue to this. Um article about uh how libertarians essentially are becoming you know uh completely anti-freedom as well um where did i put that article where did, did I you even, put that article I did i even I, maybe i didn't even post it but anyway uh essentially it was an article showing how libertarians essentially have become more and more um you know, uh, fascist, for lack of a better term, and it's true. You know, like, can you give me an example? Of that? I'm can't. not saying that you're wrong. I, but. I don't have the article, but it's it's. Uh, I I read it and I skimmed it and it made a lot of sense and I thought I put it in the show notes, but apparently I didn't. But the the point still stands is it seems that in this day and age in in politics, when you have a political party talking about their their uh, their highest ideals, that's the one they're always trying to destroy. That's what literally they're doing the opposite of. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. No. So, it's, and we're going to get into the Republican hypocrisy on this and the rule yeah, of law you know, later let, on, too. Let's, but let's, let's get to the debate first. Let, yeah. So I, I actually want to start with <laughs> the Republican debate. And I, we'll, we'll play the clip. I'll let you hear the clip. And then I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Let's, uh, let's roll it here. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to That's know Vivek that Rama I was the Shami. first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. 
Okay, and Nikki Haley did look completely deer in the headlights because I can pretty much guarantee you from the expression on her face that she couldn't name three provinces in Ukraine. And you know, I want to tell you something else. Not a single fucking person on the planet could either. Oh, people in Ukraine could. No, they couldn't. Because there isn't? There's no fucking provinces in Ukraine. <laughs> it would be it would be what like they call me asking they're oblasts and they're not even the same thing as a, a province it's a completely different political structure so it would be the same thing as me asking you name three provinces in the united states they don't exist they don't exist so it, fucking ravashwami okay it, look N- nikki haley is a fucking idiot because not only could she not name probably three cities in ukraine she certainly couldn't name three oblasts, even though most of the oblasts are, are, are named after the cities, the, the largest cities in them. But she definitely didn't know, neither did Ramaswamy, that there are no fucking provinces in Ukraine. And it goes to show, and, and think about this, folks. These are the people who want to run the United fucking States of America. They are idiots. Like, there's nobody on his team. There's nobody on his team that was able to brief him on the fact that that is not the political structure of the nation of Ukraine. And there's nobody on uh, uh, Nikki Haley's staff that said, you know, Ukraine might come up. You should probably know a couple of places on it. I I mean, it infuriates me. Yeah, because you got nothing else to do. Right. Like you're just this is your fucking job. Yeah. You're running for a job. You need to know this shit. This is like a probably right now one of the three highest priorities in US foreign policy. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Without question. Ukraine definitely is there. Absolutely. You should know everything about it. You should at minimum, if you're running for president, you should at least know what I know about it. Yeah. Okay. And I can tell you that, oh my God, they know they're fucking idiots. Okay, so hold on, real quick. I, it's just infuriating. Hold on, I get you, I get you. So, but I have I have a question for you here about this though, about the clip that you just played. Okay. Prior to the Providence part, right? The point he was making. Did you listen to that part? Oh yeah, he's he's absolutely on point. Like, it, it, but that's but, the sad part. But the 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 thing is, is he's no better. Oh no 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 right. But here's the thing, and, that, and I think that's the all part. the accusations they make about each other are a hundred percent true. So everything that everything negative that all these people are saying about the other is absolutely true. All the positive things that they're saying about themselves is a flat out lie. Yeah, you know, only the negative parts are true, and it's it's absolutely pathetic. It's know? infuriating, right? And you know, the funny thing is, I didn't see one article one news article that picked up on that no not at not all. a single article and again think about it this way if if <laughs> you know if, if, if someone asks a question name three provinces in the u.s okay everyone would be all over that everybody would know that right 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 yeah, off the exactly bat. they'd know that that was a completely unanswerable nonsensical question um you know and if there's anyone with even a modicum a foreign policy experience, a modicum of geopolitical knowledge, they would have been able to say, well, there are no provinces in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, so it, it's just, it, it's, you know, folks, if you vote 
You deserve every single way you're getting fucked by these people because you put them there. You know, this is why I can't vote. You know, who, who, anywhere am I going to vote for? Yeah, there is no one that's on the there's no one that's running in the Republican nor Democrat Party that I would ever vote for. I, there's nobody running, period, that I would ever vote I, for. I know, I, I know. Except for Vermin Supreme. Well, I'll definitely vote for Vermin Supreme. <laughs> because he, I might actually write in Vermin Supreme from this point moving forward. Right? Like, just to know that he's already got a vote. That he's got a vote. Right. Yeah. So, you know, after every... I ele- love him. After every election, I always... Uh, a few people reach out to me and say they, they wrote me in <laughs> for whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I used to tell them, hey, you're just throwing your vote away because it doesn't mean anything. Now I'm going to recommend that everyone does that. In fact, just write yourself in. Write Mickey Mouse in. You know, if you have to go to the polling place, get a write-in ballot and write in anybody. You know, because whomever you choose, even a, 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 a fictional character, they will probably do a better job than anyone else actually running. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, and you know what the thing is, is this is that the thing about Vermin Supreme is if there's anybody that gets it, he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't get it. No. More. I didn't get it. I didn't get it as much. Like, he was way ahead of the curve. Yeah, he really was. Like, I would like the LP to nominate him. <laughs> yeah, might as well. I mean, I th- at this point, why <laughs> the not? The outcome will be the same. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why not just nominate Vermin already? So, now, in the debate, though, again, so Ramaswamy made some of that, you know, had a lot of back and forth. He got more booze than anybody else got, by right. the way. Like, he was getting booed all the time. Because he is a... I actually do think, though, that Ramaswamy, and again, I don't think this is a conspiracy where they were all in on it, but I think that, I think Ramaswamy is there just to be like, like he really is pining for a position with Trump's with Trump's campaign. Well, Trump uh, came out and, and said he won the debate. Yeah, no, no, he did. He did. Yeah. And I think that's what Ramaswamy's out there doing, because he, he says good things about Trump. And oh, he, yeah, you know, of course. And that, and that's what hold on and the you, GOP here's the thing the GOP even if he was the perfect candidate and even if he had half a brain in his head which he doesn't um, the GOP would never elect him because he's brown and in, in in the eyes of the GOP that's far worse than being black yeah yeah well hold on <laughs> now re, you know Trump declared Walmart should be the winner of the fourth debate because he thinks I'm great right yeah <laughs> We yeah. are in idiocracy. I know. Like we're there, man. I, I know. Like yeah, it's like what the fuck, man. To Costco. I love you. You know. <laughs> I, I I can't. I will say this though. I can't wait until we get to the general. If if the scenario is going to be Trump against Biden, it's not. I can't wait till we get to the general and Trump is talking shit about him not getting a debate with Biden and how Biden's scared of him. Right. Like there's nothing that's going to make me like. I, more more satisfied of like the, the hypocrisy but, look biden can't really pull off off the cuff stuff anymore he just can't do it if he doesn't have his note cards he can't get through a even a most basic speech yeah you know so he is actually he's he, he's too far along in his dementia to actually do a debate yeah now they did and s- trump look trump if you listen to trump today um He's a lot worse than he was, you know, uh, in 2016. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. So uh, he he was a lot more articulate, could actually convey 
not well, but it could actually kind of convey some policy positions. Today, no, he's he's just gone now. Well, and so look, I think part of it is really damaged people mentally um, in in Trump and Biden. Well, and I think part of the part of Trump's thing is right now he just is so butthurt over losing in twenty twenty, right? You know, and can't admit that it was because of himself that he lost, right? You know, like there's so much going on there with Trump. That's different than with like Biden's got just garden variety, you know, like dementia working. Right. Yeah. You know, where Trump has got this narcissistic. It's yeah, it's overwhelming narcissism at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's become, you know, it, just his entire identity. So and there's and a, speaking but, of entire identity, we've spent more than enough time on this issue because I don't want this topic to be this show's identity. So okay, uh, let's any, move on. Any, no, any other points you got? Go ahead and wrap up. Uh, they said that Ron. De- oh no, one. They said that Ron okay. DeSantis won the debate, but also in an effort to just make sure that he just pisses off as many people as possible. I guess at the GOP debate, Ron DeSantis called Middle Eastern Eastern garb man dresses. Right. Why? So in in that case, mosques are drag shows. <laughs> maybe that's the end around that he's going to use. Yeah, maybe that's the end around to actually get rid of the mosques. Exactly. He's going to go down the culture war exactly. angle. Exactly. I think he's he's setting up for the long con on that one. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me let's. All right. This. Fine. Do when I was when I was in Iraq, uh, the Al Qaeda wasn't wearing a uniform. You'd see anyone walking down the street. They all had man dresses on. <laughs> you didn't know if they had a bomb and IED attached or not. First off, you were a lawyer, dude. Like, let's get a little real here. You weren't on the front lines. You you were you were always in the green zone. Fuck off. Right. Like, don't act like you were doing something special over there because you weren't. You were you were all you were doing was making sure that the CIA could torture people legally. Oh, I, I didn't even know what he did. He over was there. A, he was a lawyer. Over yeah. There. Okay. He's just a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what? They're all just in, fucking in, in pieces his defense. Of shit. And I hate to come to his defense, but I don't actually know what the uh, that particular Arab garb is called. Or you know what? I'll name. tell you what. It's not called. It's not called. It's not called a mandra. <laughs> He's saying that to just be to just be insulting. Yeah, and that's what happens a lot of times. These guys just say shit just to be insulting. No, they're playing to their base, man. No, nope, they are. That's they aren't. what those. And you know, you know what? You, you you all deserve to lose. Right. Um. All right. Well, let's let's go geopolitics a little bit. We'll skip the next one. We'll come back to that. Um. So <laughs> we've got wars in Europe, Middle East, and one brewing in Asia. You know how who we haven't heard from. South America. Yeah. I guess it's time for the U.S. to, to get involved in a war in South America. So uh, last week we talked about uh, how Maduro is planning to hold a referendum on whether to invade uh, their neighbor Guyana. And uh, uh, now the U.S. has decided, well, you know, we can't let that happen. So now we're holding military exercises in Guyana. So apparently we're telling uh, Venezuela that if you do that, we're going you're going to be fighting us. So just what we need. Another war. What do on you another think? This, what do you think this play is all about? What do you mean? What do you think Venezuela is doing? It's an oil grab. Well, no, I understand it's an oil grab, but do they think that they were just going to be able to get away with it? Yeah, probably so. I mean, uh, uh, probably with the announcing the referendum. Uh, a, he's floating an international trial balloon. See what, you know, the, the world condemnation would be. Uh, see what the response from the U.S. would be. And also uh, to, you know, if here's the thing, if if the popular vote 
it comes out in his favor, then he's got a referendum to do it. So he, well, the popular vote happened, and it came out in his favor. Oh, did it really? Yeah. So they voted to uh, to invade uh, Guyana. Yeah, I did, by I, a large amount. Really? Yeah. I, I I wasn't aware of that. Okay, so now the popular vote. So now that gives him the domestic political cover to go ahead and do it anyway. Okay, and to test the U.S.'s will. So uh, we'll see if they go ahead with it. Now there was this a, is where I actually think we'll have the will. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, here's the thing, and in, 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 you know, you're talking Western Hemisphere. You're talking Monroe Doctrine. Um, you know, nobody is going to challenge the U.S. Uh, none of the big, inter- you know, uh, near peer superpowers. You know, nobody's going to get involved. Russia's not going to get involved. China's not going to get involved. It's not worth it to them because it's a blatant power. It's a blatant land grab. Yeah, exactly. It's blatant. I mean, yeah. there's no so, getting around it. So this is one of the ones where we could wear the good guy hat and none of the other military powers are going to challenge us in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, which actually, uh, you know, it, it depends on how far it goes, whether we just defend and, and prevent Venezuela from invading uh, Guyana or if uh, we actually, you know, put boots on the ground in Venezuela. Okay, which we in this instance we could get away with, and maybe that's the long play here to get rid of Maduro and and turn uh, Venezuela into a, a more friendly uh, country to the U.S. So, but it, it does look like uh, that if I mean, it, fuck Venezuela by the way. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I, I mean, this guy's a dictator. It's a communist regime. The people are suffering. Uh, you know, it's it's oppressive as hell economically and uh, socially. You know, nobody has any freedom there. Uh, nobody has any money there. So, uh, basically, they should be getting rid of. Now, again, this popular vote. You don't know if that's the actual will of the people or if just the election process is so corrupted down there that they can make any vote look any way they want. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again. Uh, now, let me talk a little bit. Let me say, though, the, the reaction has been swift. Brazilian president, and I'm not going to use the name, offered Thursday to mediate between South American neighbors. The U.N. Security Council scheduled a closed-door meeting on the matters for Friday. The U.S. Embassy in Guyana announced joint flight operations Thursday by the Guyana, Def- the, the Guyana Defense Force and U.S. Southern Command. Um, Venezuela has long claimed this. Um, a squarely populated region of the forest, swamp, and scrubland. It's a rare point of agreement in the deeply divided country. Generations of school children have been raised on maps like the one Maduro wielded during um, the address Tuesday. So he's already changing the map. Right. Right. You know? Well, apparently they've they've kept the maps that way for like they said generations of school children. Yeah. So, hold on. So Guyana is repeating and rejecting the claim, saying that in 1899 international arbitration resolved the dispute. Venezuela has challenged the validity of the ruling. Its objections have intensified since Exxon Mobil discovered massive oil reserves on the ocean floor off the territory in 2015. A windfall has turned Guyana, uh, previously one of the hemisphere's poorest countries, into one of the world's fastest growing economies. So the, uh, the International Court of Justice, which uh, to which the United Nations at Guyana is urging, has referred the matter, urged both sides last week to refrain from any action which might aggravate or extend the dispute. Maduro's bluster seems unlikely to escalate into action, the Washington Post is saying. Um, he and several members of his inner circle are under federal criminal indictments in the United States on charges of narco-terrorism, whatever that means. Um, the once booming oil industry, the country is home to the world's largest proven reserves, has been crippled by outdated infrastructure, chronic mismanagement, and U.S. sanctions. Yeah, basically, so, it's been crippled by communism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and an oligarchy that steals all the money. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and a group of people that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Yeah. And, but they think that the guy, not only do they not know what they're doing, but they think that they can take it all over and run it. Right. Yeah. Which only goes to show you that they have it. Well, but here's the bottom line, though. Our sanctions have done have done damage. But Maduro actually painted himself in a corner by holding this national vote because now the people have spoken. And uh-huh. now he's almost compelled to take military action because if he now backs down from that, you know, he's going against the will of the people. Yeah. Which would be difficult for him to do. And if that actually is the will of the people and not a rigged election, then that's going to be some problem for him. Yeah. No, it could be. And it's probably because the people are like, uh, you know, oh, we're we're so poor. You know, they have to bring a wheelbarrow of cash to buy a dozen eggs. You know, so they're probably so poor. They're like, "Uh, fuck it. What what we got to lose? Yeah. You know, so. And good for and look good for Guyana. But in in Guyana news, in Guyana election news. No, um, no, no. That that's actually a different country. Uh, that is uh, Ghana. Oh, Ghana. Oh, I'm uh, yeah. sorry. So uh, we're we're moving over across the pond to the African continent. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it threw me at first Oops. when I first saw this article too. Uh, but uh, in Ghana, uh, which is a uh, Central African country, it's uh, on the coast, uh, kind of like uh, between Liberia and Nigeria. You know, on that part that sticks out, it's on the the southern there, on the uh, uh, what is it? The uh, I forget the name of that Gulf of uh, Aleppo. Aleppo. Yeah, what is Aleppo? Um, Anyway, uh, there is a candidate running uh, for for president there who nobody knows who he is. He wears a mask. (laughs) And it's like, I can't figure out if this is... This is a phenomenal marketing strategy. It's brilliant. You know, it would probably work in America because, you know, (laughs) the less you know about a candidate, the better you like them, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And so it is a good marketing strategy. But... Um, you know, it's it's the new force, the new Ghana, a new nation, and it's hashtag the new force. And it's this person with just like it, it's somewhere between like a witch doctor mask and a uh, <laughs> Nacho Libre mask, yep. you know, um, or Luce Libre. Um, you know, it's it's but, you know, um, there's giant billboards popping up all over the country promoting this guy, and apparently he's getting a following. So the next president of Ghana uh, could actually be someone who nobody has n- any idea who it is, which would be awesome. I mean, they do say yeah. in the article that they're gonna that this guy's you know they're gonna announce who he is, right? Like the, he's gonna reveal himself, here. right? Yeah, uh, along with uh, policy objectives and goals. So, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I think it's a great way. It is. It's a great I, it's, idea. It's a brilliant marketing campaign because if nothing else, it generates a lot of buzz early. But I, I suggest that he go all the way to the election with this. And I bet he wins. Yeah. Because it's just human psychology. So after the win, that would be when you have the reveal. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out it's Jeff Bezos. <laughs> wait no no better yet it's henry fucking kissinger he He's faked his alive. death he faked his death just so he could be president of ghana <laughs> and and the plan is is to move all the jews out of israel to ghana it's going to be the new holy land it's going to be the new holy land <laughs> yeah huh? they're going to keep israel too <laughs> they're just going to section off the the people of ghana into one little strip of land you know yeah <laughs> Oh, Jesus. The world just, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to me anymore. 
And it's it just every everything I see makes me more convinced that this is just a simulation. And, and, you know, whoever's playing this giant video game is just fucking with us all the time. I guess so. You know, Big troll job. <laughs> I, I gotta, it totally is. It I, can't be anything else. I got to tell you, though, the next story that we have that's underneath this. I don't want to go back up yet just yet. Okay, go ahead. But the University of Washington one. Oh, God. Yeah. This is a, such a. Okay, hold on. Let's just make sure that we say one thing perfectly clear. Right. I think that hiring people based off of race is wrong. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. it was wrong when white people were doing it. Right. Which is why they made a bunch of laws to make sure to not do that anymore. Right. <laughs> With that being said, it's also wrong when you do it for black people. Right. Or brown people. <laughs> or whatever you want to fucking categorize them as. And when it's you write, wrong all the time. And when you write uh, hiring guidelines that specifically articulate that you should not hire white people. Yes. And that's literally what they've done. You know, I I know that there's a word for that, by the way. Uh, it's called systemic racism. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's just the pendulum has swung the complete opposite way. Instead of balancing out at that point of equity and equality, it's just gone the complete other way. So, so there's, look, there's definitely a lot to read in this article, by the way. So hold on. A recent internal investigation into faculty hiring at the University of Washington reveals the exhaustive efforts that universities make to discriminate against white job applicants. After the university's Department of Psychology identified a white candidate as best qualified for a tenured track professor position in early 2023, the department's Diversity Advisory Committee pressured the hiring committee to re-rank candidates in accordance with the methodology laid out in an internal handbook titled Promising Practices for Increasing Equity in Faculty Searches so that a black woman would receive the job instead. Right. And, and again, I, I saw this article, and it was in a publication I didn't recognize called City Journal, okay? And I thought, okay, this, this is, they might be going over the top. They might be, you know, exaggerating here. So I actually drilled down to this, this document that they reference, which is uh, on the, uh, you know, it's the University of Washington Psych Facility Search Procedures draft document. Um, and it, it's a draft document, but this is actually the one that they referred to, uh, you know, and literally they're saying that um, they shouldn't hire anyone other than, uh, and they've got these neat euphemisms, URMs or BIOPCs. And uh, URM is underrepresented minority, okay? And uh, BIOPC is black, indigenous, or other person of color okay and essentially like the guidelines literally spell out how to exclude white people um like for example um all the candidates we made offer okay so here's the thing this was their summary of, of what they did all of the candidates we made offers to in all areas across these searches accepted five new total faculty members uh uh let's see all BIOPC, four out of five URM, three out of five women, and of 143 total candidates, um, offers uh, uh, made to all URMs and BIOPCs. Final pool of five candidates, five BIOPCs, two of five URM, two of five women. Okay. And essentially, the entire document is once, <laughs> here's the thing. If it says if you've selected a white person 
for the job because they are the best qualified, you disregard that person and go back and look for all the URMs and BIOPCs that you originally interviewed and disqualified, and you go back and you have to select from that pool. So essentially, the, the entire document is telling you, okay, if you if you end up saying that after objectively looking at everyone, a white person is the best candidate, and they say that if – because you can submit an application without including your race, you know, prefer not to say type of thing. Yeah. And they say that if you objectively end up saying someone who did not identify their URM status and they turn out to be white, then you have to reject them and go back to an actual URM. So the fact that they're not putting it on their, their – and I understand why you do it on an application. I never specify race on an application. Or I always say other, you know, just because, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's better to be other. <laughs> you know what Maybe I'm saying? Maybe everybody should be other. Yeah, point. exactly. I, I think everyone should be other. Hold on. Let me, let me, I want to read this from this. Okay. A hiring committee should also refrain from evaluating candidates' competence – Committee should deconstruct how evaluating candidates on their productivity, verbal communication skills, or leadership may advantage privileged groups over underrepresented groups. Hold on. A college professor, you shouldn't judge their verbal communication skills or leadership or productivity? Right. Of course not. This is so stupid. Yeah, I mean, it went, that it borderlines on evil. When, when hiring, you should never judge someone by the content of their character. You should judge them by the color of their skin. God, you know, what? I just remember a guy saying the exact opposite. Really? Who was that? Reason. I think it was, uh, uh, I don't know, Martin Luther King. It was Billie Jean King. Oh, is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, okay. Billie Jean King. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you going to listen to a white you know, person? You know what? Here's the thing, though. <laughs> this is the part where th- when I see stuff like this. Right. This is what my first thought is. You're not mad because racism exists. Right. You're mad because you don't get to wield the power. Yeah. You don't want to eliminate racism. You just want to be able to use it. And, you know, honestly, honestly, from, you know, a a, a URM perspective, I get that. You know, it's like, look, white people, (laughs) we ran the world uh, here in America specifically and, you know, throughout a good chunk of the world uh, for a really long time. And we oppressed a whole shitload of people, right? Okay. I'll go with that. I kind of get, you know, some minorities want a little payback. Makes sense. It's not right. Yeah. Indians but- get payback with casinos, though. So fuck that. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Let me let, let me just say this in defense of America. Okay. Go in ahead. defense of America. Go ahead, Trump. Look, I know that when this country started, it started with the ideal that all men were created equal mm. and that we did not have anything that, to live up to that ideal, starting from the beginning yeah. when slaves were around and we considered them three-fifths of men and stuff right. like that. It was it was all white men are equal. But here's the thing, yeah. though. What we've been doing from that point until now right. has really been to do everything we can yeah. to even the playing field. We've, we've literally we've been wars. working for 250 years to fix that. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've had war. We had a war that killed a whole lot of people, a right. whole lot of white people. Right. To, in, order, to, in order to fix that. Good amount of black people, too. Good amount of black people, too. Yeah. We've had, like, there has been so many things that have been done that we are at the point right now to where the laws, for the most part, right, 
are evenly are 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 even handed. Right. Don't get me wrong. Look, I definitely think that there's definitely problems right now, but the problems right now have a lot to do with one both parties and both of them want you on a fucking plantation. Like the Democrats <laughs> they just want everyone. The on a Democrats plantation. want right. you on a plantation too. Make no mistake about that shit. Yeah. Like they just want to make sure that you know they want you on their plantation. Right. Or whatever. So there's a lot of racism. I you can say that that goes on right now. But the thing going on right now though is that you have these group of of people that are for the oh, DEI. These people. Yeah. The DEI people. I'll call them these people. I'm fuck. <laughs> you have these DEI people that are racist. Right. That are viewing people as if, if based off of skin color. Absolutely. Are trying to hide behind other words like equity and inclusion and things like that. That everybody, look, most people deep down just want everybody to be able to be free, right? Like right. most people just. I'm not sure. Most if I white believe, people aren't racist. I'm, I'm not 100% sure I believe that anymore. Well, hold on. Let me just say this. Most, I would say this, most white people don't want there to be separate laws that are, are governing black people than white people. I would absolutely say that. Yes, that's correct. These people don't believe that. Right. The people that are the DEI people want revenge. Yeah. Yeah. And they want systemic revenge. Yeah. They want it to stay, like, they don't like white people. Yes. And it's it's we've gotten to this point in this country where it is acceptable for minorities to be racist against white people. Well, because they've changed the definition of racism. Right. Racism means that you can only you can only be white and be racist. You can't be black and be racist. Right. Yeah. That's they they've tried to change the definition, which is like it seems so antithetical to your look, to most people's goals would be that we want to live in a country where everybody's treated the same. Right. You may not like one another. You may, again, I, I look at, the, I think that the libertarian philosophy in and of itself, and one of the things that get, does get the libertarian philosophy in trouble at times is that we will defend the indefensible. Right. Like when it comes to, look, if you're say I don't like black people, I don't think the government should do anything to you for that. You could say, I don't want to, I don't want black people to be in my restaurant. Right. To be honest with you, I don't think the government should have anything to do with that. Right. Just like we do with the get with the the bacon the gay cake well, thing. Yeah, my my I mean, philosophy has changed it. on that a little bit. I mean, look, I don't. Th- I think if you're going to open something up to the public, you have to open it up to all the public. Yeah, I I don't know that I necessarily want to live in a country where everyone is equal under the law anymore. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Hold on, please elaborate. I, I I think I'd much rather live in a country which I own 100% and I can keep everyone out. That would be my ideal country. <laughs> Where I, I, I am the, the ultimate ruler uh, and uh, I can keep anyone out I want. So I think that would be the ideal there. Okay, let's get back yeah. to the other point. <laughs> so, but, but when you, here's the thing though, when these people, again, they put this out and they put it out in guidelines that anybody can go up and look up. Right. They're not, they're not trying to hide the ball here. No, no. And what they're trying to do is to make sure that all these people have jobs. Right. <laughs> Basically, t- t- this is for tenure jobs. Right. You're just racist. Yeah. Like, you're just fucking racist. Yeah. And let's just say it like it is. You're just fucking racist. Yeah. And yeah. you should be called out like it was called. Like, racism should be called out all the time. Racism shouldn't be called out sometimes and not other times. It's called out all the time. It's the hypocrisy of the whole thing that gets everybody in trouble. Look, here's the bottom line. If 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 you want to end racism, go fuck someone of a different race. 
That's what you need to do. Because until we're all light brown, <laughs> we're going to have this shit forever. And once we're all mixed race, it's not going to matter anymore. We need a world that is inhabited completely by mutts. Yeah. Well, and I th- here's the thing. One, I do think we're eventually going to get there. However, but then the aliens are going to start fucking us and breeding with us and more. And then we're going to have all these fucking hybrid species. And it's then it's going to fuck everything up again. You know, then we're going to have to have a hu- affirmative action for 100 percent light brown skinned humans. You know, because the fucking alien hybrids are going to be getting all the jobs. Can I make my point real quick? No, I, I just I can't take any of this seriously. Hold on. <laughs> Let me just say this. Go ahead. I think that we're getting a lot closer to what you're talking about, about the, the, the you know, all the races kind of interbreeding and stuff like that, where you got right. all, all of that going on right now. But that's why the people, the race pimps, the people that make their money on on keeping racism going right. are doubling and tripling down on their efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, their their money train is going to run out here pretty soon. Yeah. And I got to tell so, you, look, it's so easy to discriminate against white people. Yeah. You know, my my son's coming home for Christmas in a couple weeks, and he's uh, bringing his girlfriend. And I got to tell you, I'm I'm so disappointed. White girl, huh? She's white. Fucking yeah. I mean, I've been telling those kids, you know, dip into that brown it, sugar, baby. I, it, I I always wanted them to marry a half black, half Samoan woman, because I want. My grandchildren, no, defensive linemen. <laughs> that's that's where you get the defensive linemen. That half black, half Samoan, that is the ideal for that's where you uh, defensive go, linemen. Huh? Exactly, exactly. That has NFL written all over it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So speaking of another group that's no longer hiding it, uh, Google weighs in with Gemini AI project to tell people their life story using phone data and photos. Project Elman is E L L M A N N is an internal Google Google proposal to use artificial intelligence to help users get a quote unquote bird's eye view of their life stories. The idea would use LLMs, large language models like Gemini, to ingest search results, spot patterns in users' photos, create a chatbot, and answer previously impossible questions about a person's life. The team demonstrated Elman Chat with the description, imagine opening Chat GPT, but it already knows everything about your life. That is my worst fucking nightmare in the world. And it's like Google is is putting this out like it's a, a good thing. I'm going to read a little more from the article. And, and again, you may yeah, not. This is a good article from CNBC. Like it's a positive article about yeah. it. It's not exposing like a bad thing. Maybe I'm the crazy person that finds this absolutely horrifying. But listen to this: a team at Google has proposed using artificial intelligence technology to create a there's a word again bird's eye view of users' lives using mobile phone data such as photographs and searches. Uh, dubbed Project Elman after biographer and literary critic uh, Richard David Elman. The idea would be to use LLMs like Gemini to ingest search results, spot patterns, and users' photos, create a chatbot, and answer previously impossible questions according to a copy of a presentation viewed by CNBC. Elman's aim, it states, is to be your life storyteller. Now, they're presenting this like you actually want to talk to a chatbot that knows everything about you, knows your entire life story, right? But that's not their objective. They want to know 
everything about you so they can control your behavior. Folks, this is exactly what I wrote in my 2016 novel, The Cassandra Trigger. Available on Amazon. Available on Amazon. I mean, it is literally exactly that. Because when you get to this level of information, you can predict every action a human being will take. And when you have enough human beings where you can predict their individual actions because you know so much about them, you can predict the future, period, end of story. You can predict the future. This is exactly their objective. They want to know everything about you to control you, predict your behavior, and not only predict your behavior, guide your behavior to make you do what they want you to do listen to me the future the future path that we're on is going to have nothing to do with governments this presidential politics we talk about it's going to be completely irrelevant in a few years because the future is going to be run and controlled by a handful of corporate corporations that use artificial intelligence to control every aspect of your life to benefit themselves. The oligarchs used to have the used to have to use the government to force your behavior, to force your control, to force you to do whatever it is they deem necessary for them to maximize their profits. That is no longer true. They've eliminated the middleman, which is governments. And this will allow them to control you directly. And folks, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, get off social media. Stop using your phone. If you have to search the internet, protect yourself. Don't identify yourself. Don't log on with your accounts. Lock yourself down because they will manipulate you. AI, at this point in time, and again, it's going to turn on them. This AI is eventually going to be the destroyer's of their creators, okay? But in the meantime, it will absolutely be used to manipulate you. And it already is. And it has been for a long time. It's just been done in very noticeable ways. You know, you talk about Cancun, and next thing you know, your phone is popping up every time you go on Facebook. It's about, you know, hey, cheap flights to Cancun. You know, everybody knows that stuff is going on. That's just the tip of the iceberg. That's, that's the innocent stuff. That's, yeah, that's the basic stuff. They will control you in ways you will not understand. They will be controlling you in ways you cannot identify. It will be the, the you know, like, like the 50s idea of subliminal messages. It will be that multiplied by a factor of 100. You'll never see it coming, and you will be completely controlled. And on that note... That's pretty much all the time we have in the first hour. But for real? Yeah, for real. I'm not even saying it to be a dick. I know. It's, it's, it went by pretty quick. Uh, folks. We spent so much time on the debate. Yeah. I know, you fucker. Always got it. The most irrelevant thing we could be talking about is what you always get me stuck on. And you're the one that skipped this article for the, for the, <laughs> for the, for the, for the Venezuela war. Well, hey, in the second and hour. And the masked guy in some African uh, fucking uh, country uh, okay, shut that up probably hates that. white people. I, I got I to gotta exit us out. So in the, in the second hour, if you'd like to join us in the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up. Become a subscriber. You get an extra hour of content. Content. In the second hour, I really want to go into something. I think I've figured out a way to move information faster than the speed of light and actually travel backwards in time. And I'm going to tell you about it in hour number two. Yeah.